0: I mean it's just they, they they, both give me a sense of uh and I know that some people in my life would probably say, You're so like I get I get very uh stressed easily with pizza if I'm late or if like I burn a pizza or if I drop a pizza. <laughs> um but I you know I remind myself that, you know, people are just grateful to come pick up a pizza and for me to share that and the same thing with running, it's just you have to remind yourself each day that you should be grateful for the moments that you have and cherish them and you know be sure to take care of you first and foremost but to always remind those in your lives that you love them and for me it's my family my girlfriend my dog and when i go out on the trails i thank the trees and the animals for letting me come through their neck of the woods and sharing it with me
1: you're listening to the Sasquatch Trail Runners Podcast, where every run is a trail party. I'm your host, Kim Levinsky, and today's episode is the recording from our Facebook Live interview series on Wednesday, May 5th, 2021. We sat down with ultra runner and world-famous pizziola Miriam Weiskin to hear all about her trail running adventures and how she is making the world a better place one pizza slice at a time. So sit back and relax or go out and hit the trails and enjoy the shows. Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Pineapple Pizza Party Gel. It's time to party hard on the trail with this newest running gel. The Pineapple Pizza Party Gel packs in 200 calories and all the flavors of your favorite pizza pie. Visit PineapplePizzaPartyGels.com and use the code SASQUAD, S-A-S-S-Q-U-A-D, to receive five free gels. Mention Miriam Weiskin's name and you'll receive a free t-shirt with your purchase. PineapplePizzaPartyGels.com Okay, we are live. Hello, everyone. And welcome to the Sasquatch Trail Runners Run Venture Facebook Live series. My name is Kim Levinsky. I'm the owner and race director for Sasquatch Trail Runners in New Jersey. Tonight, we are joined by Miriam Weisgen who will be sharing all about her ultra running adventures and all things pizza. Before we give Miriam her squatchy introduction, I'm gonna share a few updates about what is happening in the wonderful world of Sasquatch Trail Running. So first of all, thank you to everyone who came out to the Thunder Chicken Squatch Trail Race at Stokes State Forest this past Saturday. We celebrated National Military Appreciation Month by honoring our military and veteran runners before the race. And we supported our charity partner, Operation Chill Out, who distributes warm clothing to homeless veterans throughout New Jersey. Through the race proceeds, Operation Chill Out is going to give 55 individual homeless veterans emergency supplies using our donation money. Uh, We wanna give another squatchy thank you to James Leitner of Mission Clean Water who ran the aid station on Saturday. We are always happy to support his mission to bring clean drinking water to underserved communities around the world. So we wanna encourage everyone who's listening to this to join the Mission Clean Water 10,000 mile challenge during the month of May. So you can sign up for free on runsignup.com. And when you register, you wanna join the Sasquatch Trail Runners team. There's a little friendly competition going. So if 10,000 miles are either ran, walked, swam, biked by the entire community, Mission Clean Water is going to receive a $10,000 donation from their sponsors. So let's help James and Mission Clean Water achieve that really awesome goal for the month of May. Our next trail party is on june 27th at the burlington county fairgrounds in columbus new jersey that is the midnight squatchapalooza so join us at midnight to run or hike for 12 hours six hours three hours or a 5k that course is a flat and fast grass course it's basically a cross-country course and it's uh, in Columbus, New Jersey. After that, we are going to the South Mountain Reservation in Millburn, New Jersey for our annual Fat Sass Switchback Challenge race. This one mile course climbs 300 feet and then descends 300 feet, all within the course of one mile. So you can sign up to complete that loop as many times as you can in either six hours or three hours. Or if that's too long for you, you can do three loops to complete a 5K. So that 5K has over 900 feet of vertical gain. And you can learn more about the rest of our events for 2020 by checking out our website, which is sasquadtrailrunning.com. Okay, so the reason that you are all here, Miriam, that's your cue to come on in. We are joined by Miriam Weiskin, A.K.A. The Za Report, you can see she is just surrounded by pizza very, very appropriately, and she is joined by her faithful companion, Frankie. So I'm going to read her, her, um, her bio for you just to set the stage, give you some background about who Miriam is. So Miriam, A.K.A. The Za Report, is an underground pizzaiola baking up a generous storm of pizza in New York City amidst the pandemic to help New Yorkers in need happy full and happy and full of pizza originally from ohio i am wearing my ohio shirt for the oh okay. <laughs> oh yep oh oh oh, I-O. I-O. <laughs> O-H? you know I was, I-O. I was never a buckeye fan i'm sorry I, mean, I went to cincinnati but i still do the ohio
0: <laughs> next and from now on when i see you on the trail i'm gonna be like oh wait. you're like oh
1: Oh, we'll we'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. (laughs) So Miriam was originally from Ohio. She moved to New York City to pursue a career in graphic design. In 2011, she met Scott Weiner of Scott's Pizza Tours, where she would then lead pizza tours all around the city until the spring of 2020 when the pandemic struck. In early 2020, she decided to trade in a career as an art director to pursue pizza full-time, starting out as a pizzaiola at Pauly G's. She then opened her own speakeasy pizzeria run from her home in Brooklyn, New York. So for any New Yorker without a job, a first responder or anyone having a tough time, Miriam gives out free pies under the notion of paying pies forward to honor her mom who passed away in the summer of 2020. Pizza has become a passion that Miriam considers an art, each slice having a unique story and taste. Also an ultra runner, she's famously known for being the five-time female champion of the New York City Pizza Run. Yes, she can eat pizza and run. Miriam has been featured in the New York Times, Thrillist, NPR, Munchies, the Kelly Clarkson Show, and most recently, the Dunkin' Donuts blog, which I know she's very proud about that. This podcast is sponsored (laughs) by Dunkin' tonight. (laughs) Yes. So that is Miriam's... um, Short bio, I know there's a lot that that we definitely missed out. We're going to cover tonight. I first met Miriam. I think it was this past summer we met at the south mountain reservation we were We were on a run, both with our friends. We ran into her, and we all of us just hit it off Bunch yeah, well, of- I
0: remember like we were we were in a parking lot, and you were on weather at one end of the parking lot. I was on the other end, and I was like there's some female trout runners. I must know some of the people in that group." <laughs> yeah. And I think it was, uh, I think
1: I recognized Robin. Yes. You guys had, I think some connections through, I mean, she's a food photographer. So there were some connections. There's
0: food, but then there's like every, it's like anyone who does ultras, like we all have at some point run the same
1: races in some facets. So yes, totally. Totally. Um, So Miriam, thank you for coming on tonight. We are so happy to have you.
0: Thank you for having me. This has been my like legitimately my first break today. I've been working nonstop on the website for the past three days. So um, but I am I'm excited. I'm still actually drinking coffee at eight o'clock at night. Um, Probably not the greatest probably not the greatest thing for sleep considering I have an ultra. I have a 50 mile race in Pennsylvania on Saturday.
1: Dirty German, right?
0: Dirty German. Yep. You know, Truth be told, I signed up for that race for the grilled cheese. And then they sent <laughs> out this, they sent out a message to the, to all the racers saying that like, they are banned, they are prohibited from preparing any food. Mm. And I was like, so I, I sent an email back. I'm like, can you guys do grilled cheese and just put little pieces in a cup? So it's still like, you're not doing it right there in front of people, but like, we can still get our grilled cheese fix on. Like the last time I did one of their races, I had a Ziploc bag in my running hydration pack just for the sole purpose of putting the grilled cheese into that and eating at the end of the race because it was that good
1: <laughs> what did um the race director stefan say did he respond back yeah, I respond i'm sure it was like one of those like oh my god thumb
0: girl dumb girl <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm also like the person always that like when i joined like the food co-op i like they're asking people why they joined and I was like, well, my roommate wouldn't share her cheese. So I joined for the cheese. And everyone's like, you're so weird. I'm like, it is what it is. I really like cheese. Um, so, but the food cop is like this thing in Brooklyn where you have to have, you have to work and you're not allowed to give other people the food that you get from there. So I'm a little more liberal with my rules, but um, but yeah, so I have this thing for cheese, like especially grilled cheese. Like, I mean, this race, your brother makes a really good grilled cheese, mind you. Like when I did the, when I did the last race with you guys, was uh, about a month ago, the 50 K, I mean, I was like, what was it called? The Sass squashy apple, the squashy Squatch apple, apple.
1: squashy apple, Squatch
0: apple. Got <laughs> the metal.
1: Oh wait, the metal right here.
0: It's on my, yeah, there we go. Yes.
1: There it and is. I actually did
0: pretty well. I think I, uh, that was the infamous race where I was racing to 20 year olds. And right. I was like, oh, and I realized 12 miles. Away, and I was like, I'm 20 years older than both of you. I'm going to slow down. My bones need me to slow down. <laughs>
1: They they both had such nice things to say about you. They said we were they, oh my God, a really no, nice lady. But <laughs> well, like I think one of the girls, it was like a first
0: of all, it was a first ultra ever, first yes. trail run ever. Yes. And so we I was like giving her advice. I'm like, if it's up, just just walk. It's an opportunity to put something in your mouth. It's snack time. Um, <laughs> but I was giving her all these tips, and she's like, it's so weird that you guys just talk. And I'm like, well, yeah. What else are we gonna do? We're out here for like probably at least like five to six hours, and we might as yes. well like keep each other company. <laughs> um and then it wasn't until like mile 12 that I realized that I was 20 years older than both of those girls um but it, it makes for a good story like my coach is like I hope you learned your lesson like and I'm like what's that she's like I don't know maybe don't like start the race right off out of the, out of the gate and like just pace a little bit I was like I was they were going really fast and I really didn't want to be in the back so but I had a ton of fun like I was so proud I think Jane was one of the girls name I can't remember the other girl's name but like that you know it's like it's one of those things like you come together on trails you bond and you know we're talking about nutrition and here I am like pulling out and fighting with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in my bag just because like the jelly got everywhere and the girl one of the girls was like really you're eating peanut butter and jelly and I'm like yeah I'm like if I had pizza and I was like wait a second I do and I like pulled out pizza <laughs> and she's like you can eat pizza and I was like you can eat anything I'm like Vermont I was eating that? a burger and a hot dog drinking root beer and I'm like it is what it is that's why ultra
1: running is so much fun it is, you, got, you, you run, you eat and you repeat pretty much. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> awesome. So Miriam, let's get the rundown of your running story. Um, you can give us kind of the cliff notes version cause I wanna have plenty of time to talk about all things pizza and, and how okay. that running overlaps. But walk us through, how did you first get into running and then trail running and your journey up until today?
0: So I've always, I've run since I was 11 years old, but like my first experience with quote unquote ultra running was when I was, um, sorry, if you can hear the dog eating, it's really loud, dog, yeah. <laughs> not as loud as the Marachi band outside of my window. <laughs> Welcome to Berlin Um, but so, uh, I, though I first, like my first encounter with ultra running was when I was a freshman in high school. And I wound up like, I would swing up to varsity JV and the freshman team. And I, the senior girls really didn't take a liking to me. So one of them was like, practice starts at this time. And me being the one that normally likes to be early, but now a New Yorker, I'm always late. Cause that's what New Yorkers are. But I showed up 45 minutes what I thought, you know, 45 minutes late thinking I was 15 minutes early and a coach is like, you know, the rules, one loop around all three soccer fields. And we had to do one loop for every minute that you're late. And I'm like, 45 loops and i'm like we're having a -a two-a-day i guess i'm not i guess i'm gonna not go home today and like when everyone came back for the second practice you could see the trail that i left behind in the grass from running that long and i'm like i don't know how long i ran like i don't even know how to calculate that but like i say it was that that moment in high school and i think that's like 1996 that i really or 1995 that i encountered what would later become my first experience with ultra running um, and then it wasn't years till later, like I did Ironman triathlon stuff for like 10 years. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where like, all I want to do is get to Kona. And then you realize like, oh, if I go to Kona, it's gonna cost me like thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. And um, there's a good friend of mine, uh, Chip Winston, he actually lives out in uh, out in um, uh, Maplewood. Yeah, so,
1: I did yeah, so I, I, guy, right?
0: He's like literally like one of God's gifts to like ultra running. Like he's just, and his, and his son, like all his kids, you all are like natural born like trail ponies and horses. Like you just, (laughs) they're like cougars. So, but, um, I remember I trained for my first ultra, which was, um, the same time that Hurricane Sandy hit, It was a 50 K with the North face challenge out in Marin, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And at the time, like we were stuck training only in prospect park because like You know, it's like everything had been washed out. A lot of trees are knocked down and we couldn't really leave because there was no gas. So I remember him putting me on this little tiny trail in Prospect Park that was maybe about 50 feet. And we just would go. And he's like, if you go all the way down, it's like 100 feet. So we just like up and down, up and down, up and down. Everyone was like, what are these crazy people? I'm like, I'm getting a thousand feet of elevation. And what do you mean? It's Prospect Park. Um, but I wound up traveling out there and that 50k was the year that they had some of the worst rainfall ever. Um, and it was torrential downpours. The trails were completely destroyed. It was the muddiest experience I ever had. It was the most fun I had ever had. Um, and I crossed the finish line smiling. And I remember the moment I like crossed over the, uh, that I crossed over. Do not squeak that you're done. Not that, not now, not now, not now, Frankie, (laughs) (laughs) you don't want there to be that. Um, but I remember the moment I like crossed over the marathon mark. I stopped there and I was like. Oh my God, I'm running past the marathon right now. Nothing's happening. This is amazing. (laughs) Um, And I finished it, had so much fun. And then the following year, I was in a really bad bike accident in Prospect Park. Um, I had a stage four AC joint separation of the shoulder, had it rebuilt. I was confined to six months of walking, drove me nuts. I had like one of those little footstep counters. And I was like, how many thousands of feet can I hit a day or steps? Um, but I, I sort of like vowed to myself, I was like, I don't want to go back to And if I do one thing, I want to run in a, in the most beautiful places for the longest amount of time.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so I signed up for every single North Face, cha- North Face endurance challenge race that following year. And from what I was told, I was the first person to ever do it. Um, they did give me one race entry for free. <laughs> um, that and so, <laughs> yeah, so I had, I think the first one was in DC. No, not that one, not the bunny rabbit. You're done. Over there. <laughs> I'm such a bad mom. Nope, nope, not the squirrel. <laughs> just sit. Just sit. Um, so it was uh, I started off in DC and I almost didn't finish DC because I got sick. And this is gonna sound terrible, but like you know, the triathlete mentality is you just have to keep going and wit. And if you puke, you're done. So that's what I was thinking. And it was really hot out. And if you've ever run the course in DC, like it's always muddy, it's always hot. And it's just a, it's just a sludge fest. So here I am at the aid station, like, and right before I'd gone to the aid station, somebody had handed me a pill. And it's just like, I'm thinking, wow, this looks like a drug deal on a trail. I'm like, oh, it's a salt pill. I was like, okay, I'll take it. I got to the aid station. I threw up and I'm looking in there and thinking, oh, I need that salt tablet. Oh, I'm going to survive. And as I'm reaching the girl next to me, he's like, oh my God, it's Dean Carnassus. And I'm like, oh my God, Dean Carnassus not touching that pill. <laughs> and I said hello to him. And I was like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna have to finish this race now today." Since Dean Karnas is there, and he like right. told me, "Good luck, you're gonna do better." <laughs> so I wound up finishing the race that day barely. Um, and then from there, I had to go on to do one in Utah. I did one in um, up in Canada, uh, somewhere I think like near Toronto. There was California, Wisconsin. Well, Utah is interesting because you had Utah 50K one weekend, and then I had the then I had a Wisconsin or I think it was Wisconsin 50 mile the following weekend which is part of the reason people had never done them is because they were like back to back and you just know, okay, go get the squirrel. So it was just really hard to do them back to back. Um, and I was shocked that I'm like, Oh, the 50 K is basically a train race for a 50 miler. Um, and then I finally made it to California and I barely finished that race. But again, I was like, I have to see Dean at the end. Um, so I wound up finishing that one and And, you know, I got all the glory of just framing all six of those bibs and being like, I just fell head over heels with ultra trail running. And the way I've always described it to people, I'm like, oh, you know, you just go out into the woods and you look for tables with snacks and you just do that all day long. And then eventually you cross (laughs) the finish line, but you want to cross with the goal of not being the last to cross the finish line because the food's generally not around, (laughs) Um, which I learned, I've learned a couple of times when I've had some tough days. I'm like, I'm the last person to cross. It's a good thing I have a lunchable in my backpack (laughs) Oh. totally kidding about the Lunchable so <laughs> but I mean you're a race director you get it so
1: I do but you know that's that's happened to me because I'm defending on the race the back of the packer and I've always said like the first time that happened I said I will never do this as a race director there will always be food out for the back of the pack oh, okay. because it is it, it it's demoralizing like you finish you finish your race and then there's nothing there like what the heck yeah you know? well
0: I feel like The other thing is, is like when I, when I go on trails with new people, I'm like, Oh, like, you know, there's winning the race. And then there's being DFL, like DFL. is like, like you are like king and queen of the mountain. If you're DFL and his friends, like, what does that mean? It's like dead fucking last. Like you have been out there longer than everybody else. So you deserve like the biggest trophy of all. So like, I always, you know, if I can stick around to the end, I like to like cheer for those people. And, um, I've done a couple stage races and, you know, for trans Rockies in particular, um, which is a really, really great race. There's my lucky pizza yes. hat right there. <laughs> um, it's basically, they have this thing called chillville and you end where everyone is like camping and people are sitting and drinking beer and chilling, but everyone comes in to cheer in the last runners. And it just, it's <laughs> such a strong sense of community. Um, and they also give you shots of whiskey at the last aid station before you get to the finish line. So there's that too. <laughs> the party. Um, but yes, yeah, so I mean, I guess that's where like my trail adventure sort of began. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I haven't stopped. Like, it's just, you know, I, I signed up for a hundred miler a couple years ago. I missed the cutoff by five minutes at Vermont. And I went to go do it again last year. It got canceled. And I went to go do it again this year and it got canceled. So now I'm going to Ohio to do a uh, burning river. Yes. And my dad is ecstatic because he's like, Oh, you're going to come bring pizza. And I can also watch you suffer in, in an ultra race. And I was like, well, at least you have the ultra part. Right. But, um, but, and then somehow I now have cousins sending me messages asking if I'm taking any orders yet. And I'm like, I haven't even booked a ticket or figured out what my logistics <laughs> are. And you all want to order pizza.
1: Wow. That's, okay. that's awesome. And, and burning river is up, uh, Cuyahoga right up national park you're yep. like Cleveland. Yeah. yeah so my
0: dad lives 20 minutes from there so i mean it's going to be the best hopefully airbnb ever yeah <laughs> no not that baby give me the bunny rabbit
1: give it to me. that's awesome all right so we've got your running story pretty much you're still now you're training burning river is the main focus Let's talk about your pizza journey, which I'm so excited to talk about. <laughs> walk, walk us through that. I know I gave kind of the, the overview in your introduction, but walk us through the pizza journey. How, did, how and why did it become a dream that you're pursuing and you've made a full-time career?
0: Um, it's funny. Like I, I stumbled into being a pizza tour guide um, about nine years ago, and I did it for about eight years. Once a week, I gave a guided pizza tour in New York City where I taught people a complete education and history around pizza and the evolution of it. Um, and, but the way that I found out of the tours was through running. I did this race, as you mentioned, the five time New York City pizza champion, where if you, you run a loop around Tompkins Square Park, which is this tiny little park, they no longer do it there, but you run the loop around this tiny park and you're dodging people that are in a food pantry line, you're dodging people that are passed out, drunk on the sidewalk, and homeless mm. people and just you know, old ladies with carts just pushing their groceries down. I like, but it's a fun obstacle course. But so you run, loop, you, slice, you run a loop, you eat a slice, you run a loop, you eat a slice, you run a loop, you eat a slice, run a loop. And in my case, I eat a couple extra slices even after the finish because it was pretty good. Honey, no, you can't. Mommy's busy. Go get the squirrel. Anyhow, um, she is also an outdoor enthusiast. Um, so, but when the first year that I won it, they gave the male winner, Tickets to a pizza tour and the female got a pizza stone and I'm kind of like there's a pizza tour I'm like why did I not get the tour tickets why didn't he get the stone so I complained enough that (laughs) the following year when I came back I won it again and I rightfully got my tickets but at the same time I became a freelance art director I got my own I went off and got my LLC and I you know and and Scott was looking for somebody to work with him to do the tours Mm -hmm. and he's like after interviewing you know, 20 people over two days and over a plate of meatballs and some coal-fired pizza at John's on Bleeker. He's like, I think you're going to be perfect. You don't know much about pizza, but you know what good pizza is. And that's important. Mm -hmm. And I was personable. So I shadowed him for like two months. And then I guess you could say the rest was history. Like I just, I fell in love with it. And the more and more I became involved and the more I wanted to really understand pizza more and the science behind it, That helped nudge me into baking pizza, which I actually never thought I could. Like if I showed you the first photos of the pizza, I baked you'd be like, this is not the same person. Um, So it was uh, in, in 2020, I like on New Year's day, I did an image board and I was like, in this image board, I'm like, I knew I wanted to take my creative career and shift it into pizza. And I thought it was going to be just designing logos and boxes for pizzerias and doing like some pop-ups. And, but what it transitioned into was, you know, I started baking, I went through a breakup and I started baking pizza on Sundays and having people come over to my house just to keep myself busy. And then, um, you know, I was like, maybe I should get more into this. And I went around to a handful of pizzerias, like places I loved, and asked them, like, can I get a job here? I want to learn how to make pizza in my favorite pizzeria and just learn more about it. And so Pauly G was like the first one to be like, when can you start? And there others like kind of blew me off. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Polly g really good wood fire pizza. And my mom also loved Polly G on Facebook. Like mm-hmm. he was like her hero. And I, I think it was just because, you know, he actually interacts with people and, versus Barbara Streisand never commented back to my mom. My mom was just saying, <laughs> like, Mom, Barbara's not running her Facebook. But Polly was. So Polly and my mom bonded a lot. They knew each other online. Um, but also for my mom's 70th birthday, we surprised her with a trip to New York. And the first place that she wanted to go was to Paul G's. Wow. And, you know, my mom doesn't eat pork and a lot of the pizza there like has like pork specific stuff unless you're getting a margarita. So like, either way, my mom, like, you know, she got herself a real fancy dirty martini. She had her first child limoncello ever and she ate pizza and she was like s- the happiest i would ever seen her. Mm-hmm. Um, So that pizzeria specifically always had like a like a special slice of my heart. Um, my, after my first night there, I figured out how to fire pizza in his oven and he's like, well, do you want to like a paid apprenticeship? And I was like, yeah. Um, and so I was there for a couple months, and at the same time I was running Scott's corporate events. So I was whining and dining people on a bus at night, pairing wine with pizza. Um, and you know, having a blast doing that, it was sustainable income. Um, and then also doing like one of his tours a week. And when the pandemic hit, um, all of those jobs disappeared. Like the city was completely shut down all in the, whatever design work I had, like all of that stuff also fizzed out. And I was like, with a lot of other people, I think there were 300,000 New Yorkers that were trying to file for unemployment and none of us got it for a while. Like I, my check finally, I was finally approved on my birthday, which was insane. But, um, but so I like, with a lot of New Yorkers, I was really sad and I was like, okay, we're all going to get Corona. And we have to be ready, so I you know went out and made my chicken noodle soup, and I bought my flu meds, and I did everything to get ready for it to hit me. Um, But you know, because we weren't leaving the house, I was also just becoming you know so isolated and lonely. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, "Well, why don't you do what'll make you happy?" So baking pizza was the thing that she had encouraged me to do, and I realized that most of the people in my building had lost their jobs. There was an EMT on the third floor, elderly woman on the first floor. Um, and then there was a family in the back. So I put up a menu downstairs and a pizza box and said, Hey, I've been having a hard time, but I really love to bake pizza because it's going to keep me happy and it's going to feed everyone. So if you'd like a free pizza, here's the menu, text me or knock on my door. So I started off doing like four pies a night with leftover supplies that I had in my cabinet. And then I'd only go to the grocery every Friday and you know, everyone in everyone in at least I think in New York was deciding to do a sourdough starter, so all the flour just like yeah. blew off the shelves, and it's like, and now you can get plenty of flour, but back then it was like, I was hoarding the King Arthur flour. I was like, oh, there's bread flour, and I literally was like buying all of it and taking it around to friends, like, yo, I got the King Arthur bread flour. What do you need? How many kilos do you want? Um, <laughs> um, and then eventually, like, I was able to get flour. You know, I went to the city and one pizzeria owner. I was like, oh, I got this bag of flour I'm not going to use. And he, it was like in clear plastic bags that he gave it to me. Um, and so I drove my car in, picked up the flour, and then I'm walking back to the apartment building and my landlord sees me. and I'm just like struggling to carry like what is 40 pounds of a clear plastic bag with a white substance. And it yeah. looks like I'm like, <laughs> just call me El Chapo, the pizza El Chapo. Um, but so, you know, I quickly got containers for it all and it was great because out of that, I was able to figure out how to make my Sicilian pizza. Cause it was actually a very good flour from Caputo, the high protein bread flour. Um, but you know, and I, I'd go around to different pizzerias and start gathering boxes, but I went from like four pizzas a day to eventually like 12, 16 and then 22 to wow. 24. Yeah. And then like people outside the building, day? No, Well, at one point I was doing like every other day. Then it was like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Cause Like I didn't have any races I could train for. Like the only race I was able to do last year, um, quote unquote, was the Yeti 24 hour challenge yes. where you do, I think it was every four hours you had to run five miles. And it was the most fun I've ever had because in New York City at that point, nobody was out on the street. Even the criminals were not out on the street. So I'm like, the only people that are on the streets at like two in the morning were police officers with their lights on. So I was like, oh, this is totally safe. And at that point, I didn't have the Citizen app, which just makes you really neurotic in New York City because you learn about gas odors and people running down the street with machetes. You know, How go, I hear an ambulance, what's going on? Oh, you know, someone just drove into the building. Okay, it was a close call, but they I'm not outside. Um, but so that was my, that was like the only thing I was able to do with with ultra running and, you know, some sense of normalcy, but- and I also did a pizza bake in the middle of that challenge, which I think I should have gotten a really special award for. Um, but my sister and her friend did it with me and they were in Boston. Um, but people started want people started asking if they could pay a pie forward to pay for someone's pizza. So I had to pay for it, and, like buy supplies for me. Um, and then once people outside of the building started ordering, you know, I started posting more on Instagram. And before I knew it, there was a week wait. And as of Uh, Last Friday, people have been waiting two months for the pizza. Um, So, but uh, tomorrow morning, I will officially be launching online ordering. Um, So the lucky people that happen to get on my website when they wake up will snag those slots. Um, But I uh, am finally actually 5,000 pizzas later. I am taking my shop over to a restaurant here in Brooklyn that is graciously letting me take over for two to three days a week. Um, and you know, I've partnered with uni. So now I have a couple of their ovens and I'm playing with fire again outside, just to be clear, not in my apartment, but I do have two rebels that I use in the apartment. There's one there and there's one there. So I have six pizza ovens and then a regular oven that came with my apartment, which works amazing. It's not even bolted into the ground. My the owner, of my building's is like, just be careful. Don't, you know, lean it too far. I'm like, why is it not bolted into the ground? He's like, I don't know. I never bolted it. And I'm like, Okay, good to know. <laughs> I love that oven. I wish you could take it with me. It's going to be in my pizza museum someday. This yes. ugly oven that is like
1: twenty years old. It somehow works well. It's awesome. on wood. So, so let's backtrack a second. Because when you said okay. when you made that vision board, right? Was was all that's happening now on that vision board? Like, what what? what was the initial dream? And is that what you're doing right now? Or is it still evolving? Oh, I mean, that
0: was a big slice of the dream. Um, I didn't realize that I would become a professional pizzaiola. I didn't realize I'd become somebody who's influential in pizza baking. Um, But you know, one thing I didn't mention that happened along in that whole journey was that my parents both did catch COVID and, um, it was a struggle. My mom was in the hospital for five weeks and we had to let her go. So she passed from COVID. Um, and she'd been like a huge, uh, motivator for me. So like, um, but one of the things that I did is I connected with my dad and I would bake for him before my live at fives. And, you know, it's just to give, to distract him a little bit. Um, but it was a very tough time like pizza baking and it became like running for me. I always say that running was like my drug of choice because it's just helped to keep me stable and, and mentally sound and fit and pizza baking became that too. And I, I discovered these two things that like really keep my heart beating. But, um, I say that every pie I bake is an honor of my mom. And I, you know, I wish that she had been able to try it because she would have picked all the cheese off and left the crust. She would have gotten <laughs> yelled at by everyone at the table. <laughs> um, but that was another like big slice of the story that, uh, that that sort of inspired a lot of this. And, you know, it's one of those things that my mom like would drive around and give out like 200 bottles of honey for Rosh Hashanah to make sure that everyone she knew was having a sweet new year. So for me, I feel like I'm giving out pizza for any New Yorker that lost their job or a first responder or a teacher, or if you're just feeling depressed and sad. Um, I basically became my mother, but instead of honey, I'm giving out pizzas and, I just saw like what it did for my community. And it, it just it resonated so much. And I was like, really a spitting image of my mother. Um, except I think I'm an inch taller than she was. Definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in a way, my mom is here in spirit in New York. And I've inspired so many other people to quote, unquote, do good and be good to others. And I just remember my mom always used to say, like, you never know what someone else is going through. Like, remember to be kind to them. Like you just, you never know, like how one small kind gesture can change that person's trajectory so much. So I found pizza being like one of those things, like, like people are like, oh, you should charge like $25 for this pizza. I'm like, no, it's $10. Like everyone can use a break. It's a pandemic. We all have like lost something or someone and need something to pick us up. So.
1: Yeah. And you do something special with each of the pizza boxes.
0: Yes. I put a for mom. Um, it's funny, like, you know, this, this thing that you made for me, um, after I finished your race, you handed this to me, but what I love is the inside of every box is the for mom. And you like did like a perfect job on doing my handwriting, but that right there is what I put into every single box. Um, and that's me running with pizza. Yes, it is. (laughs) Like truly like, this is, this is me. So thank you. This is like been in every broadcast imaginable that i've
1: been in so thank you for being and on my you're wall very welcome you're very welcome and i can personally attest that miriam does actually run with pizza she brought pizza in i don't know if it was tinfoil or a ziploc bag to the Squatch apple yeah out um i got some i got a slice of your nutella which was amazing oh the
0: s'mores nutella oh yeah goodness like I pray so often that like the one spare dough ball will be left over so I can make myself a Nutella s'mores for breakfast for my run the next morning.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. So, so you're still on this journey, right? You've just got, uh, you told me before we started six pizza ovens, we've talked a little bit about some other options you have. What does, what does the future of the Zah report look like? What is your, what is your vision casting out?
0: Ah, so, um, I I am partnering with Uno, and I'm finalizing my uh, the details of my partnership with Uno. I'm going to be a little larger of a, of a have a little bit larger role in promoting that company and working with them. But so the first thing I'm doing right now is I'm opening a speakeasy in another restaurant here in New York in a shared space, so that I can you know not have to pay a huge amount of rent um, to operate and continue to do the pre-order pies that are first come first serve basis. Um, and that's in an effort just to help establish, like understand how a commercial space, baking in a commercial space will be. And then I have somebody that I am partnering with to open up a brick and mortar that is a takeout window only. Um, and she is a cookie baker and I call her like the magical unicorn of cookie bakers. Um, and her cookies really represent, I think they have the love, the personality, the charisma and the flair and the passion that I have in my pizza so it'll be a bakery by day we buy cookies and it's a speakeasy pizzeria by night Um, so I want to get a neon um, frog signs my mom's name Hyla, actually meant frog it's the largest genius of frogs so we grew up with frogs everywhere and I always have a frog on me in some facet whether it's in my running pack or it's on my apron but, um, so wh- wherever I pop up, I want to just like when I'm baking, just to turn on the frog signs so people know that's where to get the magic pizza. Um, but I'm going to probably split my time between doing three days a week of doing small batch pizzas, um, for pickup only, um, at night out of that space. And then I'll fo- do a focus on private events and catering. So I am currently in talks to build out a zero mission pizza van slash truck that will be the Unimobile. Um, And I'll be able to like drive to your race and bake 150 pizzas for all the finishers. And the truck basically is like a transformer. It opens up and I pull the ovens out and I build out a a mobile pizza baking station.
1: That's amazing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, but that's like, I'm hoping that by the end of the summer we have a space and I'm launching a Kickstarter in order to raise the funds. And um, you know, I already have a pizza baker on board. Who's going to work events with me. I've already started booking events out, but, you know, it's just going as I learning as I go. I mean, I moved to New York City on a six on a coin toss and $600 in my pocket. i would never been here before. Also, my parents had no idea that the job I got did not pay. Minor detail of that my mother would have never let me leave. But I figured <laughs> it out. You know, it's, it's, you know, like 17 years later, I think I it all worked out. Right. right. But no, I did not know I was going to be on this direct path of pizza. I just thought that you know, that I would maybe do a couple of pop-ups and I become more of a consultant, like, and it was called the pizzeria strategist where I'll give them branding strategy and marketing strategy. And now what I've discovered, like the bizarre report is that I've been able to take all of that experience and put it into where I am at now. And, you know, everything's managed to go viral. But I think the reason why I'm so successful at this time has to do with that. I just really love what I'm doing. And I believe in supporting my community and, inspiring others and encouraging others and the willingness to share and, and to teach people how to do things better. Like even today, one of another home pizza bakers, like, how do you store your dough at home? And I'm like, Oh, go to WB Mason and buy these trays. They're half the price that we put on Amazon, but you can get at least three of these trays into your refrigerator. And that's going to yield you at least 36 pies." He's mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, how did you even, I was like, I had to make a lot of mistakes to get to this place, but I want you to avoid all those mistakes. But it's just, you know, it's the willingness to, to help other people to bake off some pizza. So I'm like, I don't care if that person lives a mile away. I'm just so excited that they're baking pizza too.
1: I love that. I love that so much. And I'll share this with everybody. I have loved when we get to chat um, either on the trail or the phone or whatever, because we have, I think a lot of shared values in the way that we're running our businesses and and giving back to the community is definitely, um, it's a pillar for both of us. So I so appreciate the example that you've set and i know for sure you've inspired so many and it's been so cool i mean you've been picked up by i named a few of them but um i shared the link to the kelly clarkson uh, oh yeah made arena. kelly cry that was so
0: great <laughs> <laughs> uh, um but you know it's funny during that segment um i invited ralph macho to come out for pizza and he just hasn't done it maybe he's listening to this podcast now and he'll realize that you know that he should come out but um the New York times wrote about me really soon. Like uh, I think it was in, they came out to cover me in June or July. Um, and then right after the times thing published, um, and that was a pretty, a pretty big deal to be published in the times so early on. And for me, I was kind of like starstruck. I'm like, Oh my God, I got in the times. And like, that's really something that people strive to get in. Like they, they spend their whole lives trying to get in the times. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel grateful that my mom got, like, I didn't know that somebody had sent her the article the physical article and it 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 warmed my heart so much and I cried because I'm like my mom actually got to read the article like before she passed away so Mm -hmm. she at least got to see that but um but then Vice reached out to me and they wanted to do a documentary and between the time that they had you know started to schedule everything my mom passed away so they were able to really capture the whole story and that sort of went viral and not sort of but I mean like it's over a million views already um but I always tell people like if you don't know what my story is take 15 minutes and, and watch this. Um, and it, we had to wait like eight weeks to go back to see my dad. And even for the funeral, like we couldn't hug my dad because he had also had COVID. But mm-hmm. when we finally got to back, I got to bake him pizza. And like, it was the most magical moment to see him so excited. Um, and so on the new menu that's going to be releasing tomorrow, there's actually a pie on there called the Ray style. And that's for my dad. Um, it took about 20 minutes for him to Tell me what his favorite toppings were based upon the style of the pizza. Cause he's like, well, this one, you know, I like extra sauce, but I don't like their their sausage. But this one I really like the sausage, but I don't want too much cheese. And I'm like, Dad. And I didn't <laughs> want to tell him I was designing a pizza. I'm so dad, if you're on and you figured out how to get on Facebook, here's a pizza on the menu that is just for you. <laughs> it's extra sauce good sausage pepperoni and I think I'm going to convert him to putting some fresh garlic on there because I could convince him that's a vegetable
1: (laughs) it's a little stretch but it works right
0: (laughs) yeah you know you know my dad is great I mean he's he's my he's really like through all this I've become so much closer with my dad and in a way that I think never knew him and I realized that my sense of humor is three thousand percent from him like, mm-hmm. I'm the cheesiest person on the planet, and I know where I get it from.
1: Well, so. you've been making nonstop like you've been like sliding in little pizza references into your vocabulary. Slice, yeah, it. You know. cheesy, <laughs> Yes.
0: Yeah, staying crustastic. Yeah. How are you? How are you doing? You know? Oh, these are I like, am, like the whole merch. Line. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> And so, but, but a lot of times, like I, it's just out of habit now. Like I'll be like, uh, I'll be like, Oh, slice to meet you. And like 50% of the time people catch it. 50% they don't, anybody (laughs) I'm with is like, Oh God, (laughs) she's doing it again. So but but pizza has always been like a special thing in the family. Like it's whenever we used to come home, it was the first thing we do is we all would, you know, my dad would pick us up and my mom would meet us at Marion's pizza in Dayton, Ohio. And that's what we did. And then um (laughs) so something yeah oh my god I like my dad was trying to get it shipped to me for my birthday and because of the pandemic they're not shipping frozen pizzas and he's like I'm gonna go buy you a couple Marion's pizzas and you know it'll be like a week old but I'll save them for you and I was like one I don't trust you to save the pizza for me I know you're gonna eat it I know you you can't just do that and two, a uh, dad, I love you, but I'd rather drive three hours south to get the pizza fresh than to have it a week old. Yeah. So
1: now I have an important question. How do you feel about the Ohio square slices? Because that's the thing in the Midwest. Oh, I love
0: it. What do you mean? I was the kid that like my siblings, oh my god, they were the worst. They used to eat all the edge pieces, and those are the best because they're the crunchiest and I'd be stuck with like the soggy middle square. Yeah. <laughs> so people would joke around and be like, oh, you're from Ohio. Do you know what they're like? do you know what a wedge is? I'm like, what what a wedge is? Like, we had Little Caesars and we had, you know, we had Domino's. Like, we had Papa John's. We had that, but we, you know, also, like, um, so Marion's is tavern style. And the reason it's tavern style is are supposed to drink a pint of beer and just nibble on the pizza. But, like, Casano's and Marion's, like, there's a huge debate. My, uh, one of my childhood, well, my sister's childhood friend, <laughs> Randy, who's like a, not, it's like a sister to me. She lives here in New York, but she'd be like, you know, screw you white skins and your Marians. It's all about <laughs> Cassano's. And I'm like, uh, I'm like there's no comparison. And they're, the thing is they're brothers. They, mm-hmm. they, the business was split up. So you have Cassano's and you've Marions, and that's the pizza war in Ohio because you always have these like American Italian families. They get into a fight, the pizzeria is split up and then they spend their whole lives competing. And I'm like, they're totally different. Don't get me wrong. I've met Chris Cassano many times at the International Pizza Expo. Yes, there is a week-long convention in Las Vegas where you get in for, well, I mean, if you're in the, in the industry, you get in for free. And basically, you just eat your way to heaven in pizza. Like, So what I would do is I would, I would every day, I would go to the Pepsi stand to get root beer. And then Cassano's is generally right by there because they do uh, pre-made dough that they sell to, to uh, pizzerias. So I go, but he would bring their pizza and they'd bake it for people. So I'd be like, yo, I got my root beer. I'm just going to sit here and eat lunch every day. And I'm like, this is the closest I could get to home. I mean, it's not quite Marion's, but still really good. So Randy, if you're
1: listening. Like it's just because Ohio pizza is so different than your style of pizza. Oh yeah. Oh,
0: I originally wanted to do tavern style. Um, and the dough recipe that I came up with, it just worked better doing these more artisanal, I hate to use the word ar- artisanal because everybody uses that. I even put it on my website, which I'm sure people are gonna be like, you use the word artisanal. And I'm like, yeah, I use the word artisanal because it sounds good to everyone except you. But, um, but like, I would love to do a tavern style pizza. As of right now, there's only one pizza in New York City that I feel that does anything close to like a quality tavern style pizza and that's Emmett's. And he also does Chicago Deep Dish. But another random cool fact about a pizzeria, you can go in there and get a $20 pizza and pair it with a $2,000 bottle of wine. They have this crazy wine list. And I'm like, I guess the greatest thing ever. I would totally take a date in there and buy a $2,000 bottle of wine with a $20 pizza, as long as it's a really good pizza. And Emmett, you've got really good pizza. So kudos to you. Like, (laughs) Talk about great aspirations someday. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to sell like an $8 cookie with my $12 pie because $8 for a cookie. That is a lot it is of a lot. money.
1: It is.
0: Um, but yeah, I think like I would like in some, some at some point to do it, but I have to focus on what I'm really good at right now. My specialty, um, apparently people really like my cloud, like, eh, long fermented round pies. Mm. Uh, like I have a secret, five six ish cheese blend that I put on my New York style pies um, and then my Sicilian um, people really love because it's a butter crust Sicilian so it's not just anything um, and it every piece has crust on it so like it's a double-edged crust and it's got fried cheddar cheese on it like it just circles around the entire
1: pan you can't go wrong with that <laughs> Ah, no, I
0: mean it's like my sister is always like I don't know if I want the Michael Jordan pie or the Sicilian Last time I really like this one. This time I like this one. I was like, well, oh, screw you. I'll just make both. So. I think she's And then should be like,
1: I think I saw a comment. From oh, that. my
0: sister? I'm shocked if my sister. I can well, see anyone was who's a,
1: watching. There was a wise kid. There was a wise kid. I can scroll back up and look. Ray,
0: at, Adam or Rachel. There's only three Rachel. out
1: there. Oh, my sister was actually on. Look at that. <laughs> Well, speaking of guys, if you are watching, uh, we've got about ten minutes left, so drop your questions in the chat for Miriam. I will read them uh, to her. In the meantime, I have another question for you. Um, so obviously, pizza is your passion, but running is also your passion. So, like, can you identify like what what roles do each of those play? Do they overlap with each other for you personally? You know, like what does pizza mean to you baking pizza and then running? Like, what does that play in your life? Cause I, I, I sense there's, there's some good overlap happening. Yeah. I mean,
0: they both help keep me balanced. Um, I, I struggle when I don't run um, each day and I also get sad and I don't bake pizza every day. Um, but for me, running's always been my escape, especially if I'm stressed, but it's like the only time where I am detached from everything unless my sister is doing a 45 minute catch-up call with me in the morning. But it's my normally my time where I'm detached from everything and I can just relax and, and either start or end the day on a really great foot. Um, and so for pizza, I, I experienced that same kind of um, feeling, except with that it's I'm baking pizza and I'm experiencing people come up to me and they pick up the pizza and just to see how happy it makes them. It gives me that same feeling. And like I say, every pie that I'm baking is kind of like a, a piece of art. So every time I go out and I hit the trails and like you, you actually, you hit the nail on the head and say like, this is the best time of spring because the trails are neon green. Yeah. And just in the past like couple of days, the trees like have woken up big time and the leaves aren't really big and green. Yeah. But like, I just, I feel so at peace when I'm on the, on the trails and I forage, like I I've been into ramps lately, as you know. Um, but you know, it's, it's just the, it's my happiest place. And that's why before the pandemic, I used to, you know, some people take all the money they earn and they save it. And some people use it on really nice handbags. And I choose to to take the, whatever money I can and travel the world and run in the most beautiful places. So, um, the first time I had pizza in Italy, I ran through three countries to get to it. Um, I did transalpine, So we ran through Germany, Austria, and Italy. And then I spent a week eating pizza tip to tip and just lived out the dream. And I did that trip by myself. So like, it was, it was a big daring venture. And my mom was so nervous. She was like, are you going to be okay? Make lots of Xeroxes of your passport and keep them in safe places just in case. Mom, I can take a picture of my cell phone. Um, uh, mom, may you rest in pizza. I love you. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I mean, it's just, they, they, they both give me a sense of, uh, and I know that some people in my life would probably say, you're so like, I get I get very uh, stressed easily with pizza if I'm late or if like I burn a pizza or if I drop a pizza. (laughs) Um, but I you know, I remind myself that, you know, people are just grateful to come pick up the pizza and for me to share that. And the same thing with running, it's just you have to remind yourself each day that you should be grateful for the moments that you have and cherish them and you know, be sure to take care of you first and foremost, but to always remind those in your lives that you love them and for me, it's my family, my girlfriend, my dog. And when I go out on the trails, I thank the trees and the animals for letting me come through their neck of the woods and sharing
1: it with me. I love that. That's an awesome answer, Miriam. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you. We've got so. a bunch of questions pouring in. So... Okay. And if
0: we go over a little bit, it's fine. You know, I just... going to be up all night anyhow working on the website.
1: Yes. No, no, no. We won't... We'll, we'll get through everyone's questions. We won't... We won't cut it off. Um, okay. Okay. First one is from Mr. Joe Brandine. He says, Pine- pineapple on pizza, great or a sin against nature? Hold on, let me get a prop. Uh-oh, she's she's grabbing a prop, Joe. Stand by, stand by.
0: Zing. <laughs> the pineapple same-
1: belongs on pizza.
0: <laughs> I will say, I have a hundred percent conversion rate. And the thing with pineapple on pizza is, uh, didn't I make you, did I make you Hawaiian pizza? I don't remember. No, I made you pepperoni pizza. The thing with whole pineapple on pizza is that so often people take a can of pineapple, like dull pineapple, and they just throw it on the pizza. And I'm like, under no circumstances anybody want a ginormous chunk of juicy pineapple, like a hot, juicy pineapple in the mouth. But it's all about how you prepare it. So for my pizza, I do a pickled jalapeno pineapple that is pickled for at least two weeks. So you get, it's really spicy, but it's sweet and it's savory. And I put it on Genoa salami because I hate ham. So, you know, and I was like, oh, this is like the perfect pizza. And my dad was going to love because I grew up, my dad played poker and they always had like their, their party meat platters. And I always used to steal all the salami out there. But so in a way, my dad, like there's a little bit of my dad in the Hawaiian pizza, but like everyone that's tried it is like falling in love with it. And I cut the pineapple so tiny. And I also squeeze all the juice out before I put it on the pizza. It's perfect. So, you know what? I, it wherever you are, come get my pizza. And I believe in pineapple equality. So (laughs) it belongs on pizza. Sorry,
1: (laughs) not sorry. All right, there you go, Joe. All right, next question is from Jessica Simeo. She has two questions actually. First one, what is your favorite pizza topping and what is your favorite race? Favorite pizza topping. Um, I'm gonna
0: go with Ezo's 38 millimeter Supreme Pepperoni from Columbus, Ohio. I bring in pepperoni from Ohio because that's my way of putting a little bit of hometown pride Mm. on my pizza. Favorite topping. It's got some zing to it. The quality's great. Um, Mikey, you a little bit of heartburn, but life is short. Eat it up. Um, (laughs) Favorite race. race. Um, It's tough. I think uh, it's probably a tie um, between... I mean the stage race transalpine in Europe. Um in the United States, oh, it's tough because there's the backcountry rise. Um that that was probably one of my favorite races because that's where it's my spirit volcano. So Mount St Helens erupted the day before I was born and my dad will say hell was breaking loose because they knew you were coming. <laughs> um so I actually went and ran that race and I put a stress fracture in my ankle 2 miles in and I continued to do the race through high, through high water and how I, and I finished it so to this day. I still have a problem with that ankle, but that is probably one of the most beautiful places on earth in the United States that I've run through because you're running through a mountain that has basically now almost 41 years later has completely grown back and like mm. foraging blueberries and strawberries while you're running. And, um, it is not an easy race. You have to do a lot of bushwhacking, um, and they tell you that if there's any chance you might not finish, do not start this race because we need to use a helicopter to get you out. So hence the girl from Brooklyn refused to drop two miles in because I foolishly caught my, my foot got caught on the chain link fence that was on the ground for erosion. I mean, come on, why are you using chain link fence? Like I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> you think I know to look for that. <laughs> so yeah, back country eyes. I mean, there's the Orcas Island where the Yetis are. So you can go out there and search for Yetis. I one tattooed on my arm right here. Um, but, but yeah, so I highly recommend that. And if you really want to kill yourself, go for, for the quest for the crest. Uh, it's one of the run bum ones in, uh, I think, South Carolina. Um, brutal, brutal race, but it's really beautiful. And it's worth it when you get to the top and you see the sun rising and you just run along the, you run along the, the, the crest of the mountains. It's, it's heaven on earth.
1: It's Awesome. All right, there you go, Jess. There's your answer. Next question is from Mama Beck. You know her, Rebecca Constant. She says, since hopefully traveling is opening up again in the near future, where do you want to go?
0: Oh my gosh. Uh, I'd love to go to Hawaii and run some trails down there. Uh, I want to go back to uh, Vancouver. I want to go back to British Columbia. Mm -hmm. I did uh, Buck in Hell, which is one of Gary Robbins races, but I found that the Panorama Ridge um, out there, those are probably some of the most beautiful mountains on our continent. Mm. Um, We're not allowed in Canada yet, but that's probably one of the first places I'll go, Hawaii, and then I'd love to go back to the Alps. I mean, who doesn't want to do UTMB? It's just going to take me 12 years to get in with the point system (laughs) and the lottery.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Awesome. All right, let's see what we got else. Oh, wow. Tough question here. Is it my sister? No, this is from uh, Michael Machetta. He says, "Who has the best pizza? New York or New Jersey?" And then Jess chimes in that Connecticut needs to be included in that as well. So, who has the best? New York, New Jersey, or Connecticut?
0: I think I think Jess made a very fair point. I think that Connecticut has some pretty outstanding pizza. In New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut, they all have great places. How about I give you a place for each state to go to? So we're going to go to the spot. Frank Pepe's, the spot. When you go there, it's the Little Red brick building. has the original oven. That's where you got to go. And you got to get their local revere. beer. I just like to get their cheese pizza. Not a huge fan of the white clam. Not sorry about that. If um, <laughs> I'm going into New Jersey, the Ohio and me is going to go straight up to Star Cavern. Oh. They don't put it in squares, but they do have birch beer on tap doesn't get better than that um in new york city where they, there are too many places to name but i will say one of the places that is closest to my heart is sam's and cobble hill you wouldn't go in there unless someone told you to it is uh formerly coal-fired pizza converted to natural gas and you got to get the cheese pizza with garlic and if you walk in there and there's a grumpy old man just tell him that miriam sent you he'll sit you down get the pizza Get his um, baked clams. They're some of the best baked clams in all of Brooklyn. It's the only place that Pauly e. G likes to get his baked clams. And the two old men fight over them all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that for me is like, that's one of the spots. Not a slice shop. Actually, None of them are slice shops. Mm. And I think it's great because it forces you to sit down and actually enjoy the
1: pizza. That's so. awesome. Do you want to share the best spot in Ohio? Oh, oh, there's two. Well, three, two, two.
0: You guys already know how I feel about Marion's. If anybody can get me Marian's pizza, I will give you free pizza in my pizzeria for life. If you come to New York. Um, and I will stand by that. If somebody can get me some Marian's pizza. Um, and I will say the other place is Adriatico's pizza, they're in Columbus and Cincinnati. Um, I've actually had it flown on dry ice twice and brought to New York. Um, that good. Yeah. It's not odd at all. And you go to a pizzeria and say, can I use your deck oven to reheat my pizza in this pan? It's not all the way baked. Um, but uh, one time I flew back from Ohio on an airplane and I had a large Adriaco's pizza in foil in my purse. And the woman next to me was like, oh, it sounds like pizza. And I was like, oh, I have a large pizza in my purse. And the guy behind me is like, you're going to Ohio. Why do you have a pizza in your purse? <laughs> and then before you knew it, half the jet, it's one of the smaller ones. We're all talking about pizza. And then I got a ride home because in that day it was safe to take rides home from people. And Uber <laughs> really wasn't around that much. I don't think it was around at all. But yeah, I mean, it's like pizza is this magical thing. Like, And I really believe in world pizza. I don't mean like that there's a world of pizza. I think that like you take the word peace and toss it and put the word pizza in there. Because when I did the tours, what I noticed is you had 16 strangers from all around the world. And we all would come together and put all of our differences aside and just talk about pizza and love it together. And Mm -hmm. so I found that no matter where I go, if I'm in an uncomfortable situation, I'll say Papa John's pizza is really good. And all of a sudden everyone in the party like, are you and get the hell out and then it becomes this thing and we all bond over and i no longer feel like, like the awkward girl in the room it's afraid to talk to people um but yeah so and like pizza also is very beneficial for running i didn't mention this and nobody asked the question but if you're to pick a pizza to go running with it should be a wood-fired margarita pizza it's very you know the pies are very clean and healthy you're looking at four to five hundred calories 100 calories a slice it's way better than the gel you just need to wrap it properly. And post-race, I like to go for deep dish because there's about 15 grams of protein per slice. So wow. So great Where, for muscle recovery. that
1: protein coming from? Where's the protein uh, coming
0: from? The cheese, 100% the cheese. Okay. Because they're using all, an aged mozzarella that's whole milk, also known as just low moisture. We call it aged because it sounds more fancy. Because it is aged. <laughs> I'm aged. I'm an aged trail runner. I can't I'm turning 41 in like two weeks. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the masters division number. now. <laughs>
1: um, okay, we. I think we've got some more questions in here. Let me scroll up here. I think Get there you was, with your best life. There was one. <laughs> uh, there was one from, yes, Kaylin Hopkins. What is the strangest pizza you have ever made? Made. Um, I mean,
0: I generally try not to put toppings on pizza. They're going to taste awful. But the strangest pizza I've ever put in my mouth was somebody, I was judging a competition for Cabot, which is a winery in Long Island. And somebody put telegio and corn on a pizza. I like, did not want to put it in my mouth, but I had to, because I was being paid for it. The worst pizza I've ever about no one should ever put telegio on a pizza, corn, whatever, but no, never telegio and corn. It's awful. It's just, and there's a reason that person did not win the competition. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs>
1: Uh oh, there there you go. Um okay, next question is from Michael. <laughs> Should you roll the pizza like Dean K, the the ultra marathon man. I'm sure you've heard that story where he took a he, whole pizza before and he, he was before he a reformed vegan and everything. He would order a pizza to be delivered on the side of the road. He would take it yeah. and roll it up and down the hatch
0: okay so let's talk about the issue with that the pizza he's ordering most likely has the aged mozzarella which is basically oily che- processed cheese um and that is going to give you gut rot like it's going to make you want to throw up now uh should you roll it no because honestly if you're going to be getting a pizza on the side of the road by running hard miles you might as well just sit down on the side of the road and fold it like a new yorker and eat it properly and I say fold it You're gonna take that slice and you're gonna grab like this and you're going to fold it, all right? You fold, that's how we eat pizza in New York. We don't knife and fork it. We don't roll it up like this. Who wants to eat pizza like that? No one ever, unless you're like escaped from a mental asylum. Um, So, but if you're going to eat pizza during a race, use a fresh mozzarella because there's no oil in it and it's not gonna destroy your stomach. And the protein that is in that cheese is actually gonna help with your muscle recovery. You always need a little protein when you're out on the trails like that. Some people do trail mix, other people like me do pizza.
1: And what's the best way, um, I'm asking this, this is in the chat, what's the best way to store your pizza? Like, do you stick it in your hydration pack? How do you do it?
0: Um, so you want to, actually I have it right here. Okay, so this is great. It's just a coincidence, that's right. Next I love to me. all these so this is They're so great. <laughs> so this is, a, this is actually a hydration, this is a sleeve for my uh, bladder that Solomon makes. I don't know if they still make them, but this is, it's insulated. But what I actually find this is great for carrying pizza in the summer. Um, but you wrap it in foil, individual slices, and then you stick it in here. And then your bladders in here too, and that's going to keep it nice and chilled.
1: So you put it against your your bladder
0: in the bladder, yeah. So make okay. sure it's not on the side that's touching you, but the side that's out here. Um, and then this is like this is insulated, so it's going to also keep it. You know, it's basically. I mean, I guess that's my slice cooler that I carry inadvertently. But yeah. <laughs> I, I really wish Solomon maybe want to team up and do some pizza stuff together. I mean, it'd be a huge win. It'd be different than everything else. Like everyone running two hundred fifty miles across Arizona right now.
1: I know. Right.
0: <laughs> <sighs> Don't get me started. I've been tracking it.
1: I know the, no. the live updates have been awesome. Have you, um have you contacted any running companies, any type of gear stuff to do some sort of partnership?
0: No, I mean, My girlfriend bought me the gooder sunglasses that have uh, pizza on them. Oh, yeah. I thought about posting those, but I just haven't had a chance to plug the product. Um, And I'm really hoping they just send me a backup pair in case I ruin that pair, which is definitely possible. Um, But uh, but so far, no. I mean, I feel like it would be awesome if they did. I mean, I run in Hoka and I always tag Hoka if I can. But I'm like, who wouldn't want, you know, a normal runner that runs on pizza, know i mean cliff bar tried to make a a gel that was like pizza and it was just awful like you ruined pizza don't do that now (laughs) just use real pizza (laughs) that's
1: awesome um okay i think those are all the questions we have in the chat um how can people find you online how can they order pizza if they want to order pizza give out um all your links and everything, so people can find you.
0: Okay, so if you want to find me, um, the easiest and best way to see everything pizza about me is to go on Instagram at the Za Report. So the ZA Report, um, or just type in Mary Moyskin; they both come up. Um, so, but that's how you can find me on Instagram, and then. The new website is launching, and online ordering begins tomorrow. Um, it was a two-month wait for pizza. I am doing it kind of like getting Justin Bieber tickets. Um, I release X amount of slots. Whoever gets them first, they're theirs. And then online ordering closes. I open it up each week, um, and I believe I will be posting all of my ordering Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Not tonight because I didn't get it done yet. But um, I'm gonna be putting it in up tomorrow, and then thereafter it'll be every Wednesday. You can get uh, you can get your hands on pizza. Uh, my pop-up at number seven in fort green twice a week monday and tuesday nights from five to eight only with the pre-ordered slots you can win pizza on my live streams i give out free pizza if you tune in live at five um and then also if you're unemployed or you're a first responder or a teacher or you're just feeling down on your luck um send me a dm on instagram and i have pies that are reserved just for those people um, each night and then of course Sicilian will be on Fridays because we're not doing Sicilian Saturday. It interferes with my running. Let's be real. I have to run in order to stay sane. Um, But yeah, so you can find me there. I don't really use Facebook all that much. I'll maybe update that page. My family uses it a lot. And um, if you're looking for any PR clippings, it's all on my Facebook wall. Um, But yeah, Instagram, the website. And um, most of all, I guess, if you have an opportunity, once we start dining, dine in, come see me here. And then if you want to book a private event, um, I heard this rumor that I might be baking for the Sasquad squad team, um, at some races later on in the year after I get through my hundred miler that I'm training for in Ohio in July.
1: Yes. I heard the same rumor. We'll have to confirm it. <laughs> yes. we is so excited. And mama Beck is going to be so happy. I should have said the first place
0: I want to travel to after the pandemic's over is New Jersey, but I've been coming there all along.
1: That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, I am so, so glad that we met in that uh, the May Apple parking lot last year and um, we've been able to keep in touch, get to know each other. I am so excited for the future of your career and I hope there's some really good overlap between SAS squad and, um, and the Zah report. So. Oh,
0: thank you. I, I hope to man, I hope to woman up a an aid station yes. one day at your race where People are just coming in and getting pizza, and they're like, Is this really the aid station? I'm like, Heck yeah, this is the most badass race in the world. You should know that we always take care of our runners.
1: So that's right. Let's, and we'll we're going to make it happen. Making for the back of the pack runners, right? We're never, we're never, oh, heck them. yeah.
0: Always, oh, I feel like, you know what the nice thing that Trans Rockies used to do for the back of the pack runners? They used to get the best tent spots. So, like the tent mm-hmm. spots that are right in the front, the DFLers get those. That's and awesome. if all the fast people have to go all the way towards the back. And I was just like, it's kind of great.
1: Let's, you know, let's
0: celebrate all paces. I love it. All
1: ages, all pizza lovers.
0: Um, yeah. And if you, if you love pineapple, we'll celebrate you even more.
1: <laughs> That's right. Joe, you, you heard that. So equality for pineapple. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, Marion, thank you again so much for joining us tonight um, if you want to find out more about her, you listen to all the links that she provided. If you want to find out more about Sasquatch Trail Running, go to our website, sasquadtrailrunning.com. We are very active on social media. Instagram is Sasquad Trail Runners. Facebook is Sasquad Trail Running. So, until we see you again, keep it squatchy. All right, have a slice night. <laughs> <Stay> out. <laughs> and good